Hey everyone, thank you for joining me as we take this Sunday stroll through the strange Paradiso. So today, first of all, I would like to address something. Um, I got an email from a listener who, um, this is an episode that I did a while ago, talking about attention getters. And this person says, uh, because at the time I was talking about cars that um, start up, okay? So you're at a signal, you're at a stop sign, and it's like all these cars were starting up, like the ignition, you know, like you put your key in the ignition and start the car. I do realize that the cars these days make that sound because um, I don't know how it goes, like it goes down to one cylinder while you're at a stoplight and then upon acceleration, it makes that sound again like the car starting up. I know because my car does that. So I'm well aware of that, but thank you anyways for um, coming forward and talking about this, okay? Because this is not what I was talking about. And when I did that episode, I did mention that as I would look around, the cars that I was around were not new cars. They were older cars. I'm not saying that they were like all from the 1990s, but these cars were much older. Like I'm going to say probably because I notice everything. So they were from the 2000s, but I'm going to say probably about 2015, 2016, even 17, okay? I was not around any new vehicles when this would happen because I always look for a different avenue. I don't just automatically think to myself, oh, there's something going on here that's a spiritual or a paranormal. No, I don't go there first. That's almost like um, a last resort, when I cannot explain things, when I cannot uh, get another reason for something happening, okay? So that's like a, a last resort, with when I go to the paranormal, when I go to something like the attention getters. But um, I always tell you guys that I am not above criticism and constructive criticism. So I want to thank you. I want to thank the listener for bringing that to my attention. But yeah, I um, am aware of that. Once again, my car does that. So that is not what I encountered on this day because I always look around. As a matter of fact, a lot of the vehicles that were around me when this was happening were like older work trucks because I was thinking, where are all these cars that are doing this? So it could have also been something that was for my perception only. What I'm saying is, um, was I hearing things? Was it my imagination? No, because I wasn't, whoever thinks of something like that happening to get your attention, okay? But um, sometimes certain things that happen to us are geared for us. That's why certain things we see, others don't see. Certain things we hear, we smell, others don't have the same thing because it's geared towards us for some reason. So anyways, um, once again, thank you, okay? I just hope that I clarified this. But yes, I was aware of um, 
the vehicles that do that these days. Once again, because my car does that also. And sometimes it's kind of annoying. But anyhow, moving on. I had another incident as far as attention getters go, okay? So I was going into a market, this is a few days ago, and as I was walking in, there was a woman walking out of the market and she was carrying something. Now these items were not in a bag. She was carrying, it looked like a, a box that has a pie in it, like, um, any of you who know what the Julian pies look like, like they come in those, these white boxes. Well, she was carrying one of those white boxes, like a Julian pie. And she had some other items, smaller items that she was carrying that were on top of that box. And so I noticed it. And I mean, I would have got a bag to put that box. But anyhow, I noticed it. And uh, she was coming out. So, like, we passed by each other as I was going in. Okay, and I even remembered what she was wearing because it's been hot here. And she was wearing a dress. And I was thinking, well, I like that dress. I wish I, you know, could find something like that because it was really cute. And so, okay, I just went in and did what I had to do. And then when I came out of that market, as I was driving home, I stopped at the bank and in the shopping center where the bank is that I stopped at, there's another market. So I decided to go into that second market because there are items that they sell in there that they didn't sell in market number one, okay? So I go into market number two and right there, Inside the market, but by the entrance, is that same woman. The thing that is um, rather strange is if you, if that happens to you, you usually notice. And you'll see someone else notice you also. That woman, as she was coming out of market number one, she didn't look at me. She looked straight ahead as if she was on a mission, okay? And I'm not saying that I am uh, anything special. I'm not saying that at all because I'm not. But I have a face that people don't forget. If anyone has seen me at the mall or at CVS, or Ross, any place. They remember. If, if they see me out and doing something and then maybe they come into where I work, they always remember. They remember this face. So, I, rem I mean, it had just happened. I had just seen her maybe 20 minutes prior. So I go into market number two and she's right there by those front entrance doors and right away I mean I looked at her and I'm thinking oh here we go again so the attention getter came from store number one and that was that box she was carrying with the other items now when I went into the second store and she was right there 
I mean right friggin' there in front of me, as soon as I walk in, she did not, even though she was facing my direction, she did not look at me. She didn't see me as if I was invisible. But there we are, face to face, pretty much, okay? So then I was like, okay, you know what? I know what this is. I'm sorry. I'm not looking and I'm not reaching for anything. I don't know what the agenda is here. I know what this is. It's not my first rodeo with anything like this happening. And so when I'm done here, I'm going to go home and I'm not going to go anywhere else. Now, I'm not saying that it scares me because it doesn't. It's just that I don't know what the moral of the story is. So it's kind of um, boring. Like, I know these things happen, but why? See, I'm too nosy of a person to just let these things go by me without questioning. And as far as right now, I do not know why all of a sudden you may see a certain person so many times in a day, as well as her dress, because I liked it. So there were two attention getters. First was that box she was carrying, and then the second one, because I'm a clothes hound, was her dress. And so after that, I went home and I was thinking about it. Like, in the first place, and I know that, okay, well, we both ended up at the same places pretty much at the same time. And I realize that I'm not the only person that may go to two or three places in a day. But when you string them together like this, it's for a different reason, which I do not know what that reason is. Why certain people's paths or maybe meant to cross. Perhaps I was meant to say something to this person. Even though I didn't feel compelled to say anything at all. And I usually talk to everyone. I mean, I'm walking through a parking lot. I'm talking to people. I, I'm just, uh, I talk to everyone. So I just wanted to share that with you guys and I know about serendipity, I know about singularity and all these other things. And uh, the one thing that we all know that I do not believe in, okay? I don't even wanna say that word, it starts with a C. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I do not know why these things happen. You may be saying, oh, I think you're reaching a little bit, maybe Maria. Well, you know what? Um, I, I can understand how certain people may say these things. But when something like this has happened to an individual so many times in their lifetime, it, you start to notice these things. Once again, this isn't the first time this has happened to me. It's happened to me actually quite a few times. In my life, probably about five or six times. And it all started with that person in the Volkswagen when I still lived in L.A. 
It started a while ago. And it's only been rather recently that it seems to have started to accelerate. You know, the women in the station wagon, then that guy at the bank, and I I can see now that it's starting to go a little faster. That there was a woman out in the parking lot in her Tahoe that every place I went practically, she was in the parking lot I was in, in her Tahoe, sitting down like talking on the phone with the engine running because I guess her air conditioner was on. Yeah, I saw that person like three times in a day. So that's why I went home. It's like, you know, I'm just kind of tired of this. It's boring. I don't want to deal with it. So I'm just going to go home. And I didn't have anything else to do that day as far as running errands anyways. So, okay, let's move on now. Now, this is something that uh, happened to someone who lives in Southern California. They have lived on this property. She said they don't have a huge property. It's like a half an acre. And um, they've been living there for about four years now. So in the four years that they have been there, now their closest neighbor, you know, they're not in a track area. So their closest neighbor isn't far. It's like somebody at the bottom of like the little hill or whatever. So she was saying that um, this person had came up to go and talk to her one day. She said when we hadn't been living there for that long, we'd probably been there about a week. And she came over and she brought some something for them and welcomed them to the area and so on. And then uh, asked her if anything had happened out of the ordinary. So you've got this woman who has already been living there. She comes to welcome the new neighbor and says, have you noticed anything maybe uh, kind of strange that's happened here since you've been here? And she said she was wondering why she questioned her, but she was like, no. Now we've only been here for a short time, but no, everything's been okay. So um, the woman said, okay, just, just wondering. And then uh, it seems that so many weeks after that, the neighbor, woman number two, okay, not the new homeowner, but the, the neighbor, so I'll call her number, woman number two, had some people go to her house and do a um, cleansing. She said, I've heard of this stuff before, but I've never seen it actually done. Because woman number two came and asked her, okay, we're having these people coming in and doing a cleansing. They're going to be here. So I just was wondering if you would like that done at your house. She said, because I don't know how these things work. If, if we have something in our house and we cleanse it out, is it going to come here to your house or someone else's? She said, so I'm, I'm just asking. And she said, no. She's like, uh, no, I think everything's fine here. She said, I felt that maybe she was a little kind of, you know, not both oars in the water type of uh, situation. But she thanked her politely and said, no, thank you, and so on. 
And so uh, woman number two said, okay, so everything's fine. So she went back on her way. And so, so much time has passed now. And she said she noticed that certain lights will be on in her house. She said she hadn't said anything to her husband because they do have children. She's like, you know, we have children, so certain things are going to happen with the kids, leaving lights on or what have you. And then she would notice that fans would be on, like the little portable fans. She said she had one that she would put when in her bathroom, this little fan. She said, I put it by the window and uh, just to get some air circulation. And she said that fan would be on. And so, once again, she's like, I didn't make a big issue of it because of the children. Except for it was in her master bathroom. But still, you never know. She didn't want to panic and get all excited. So she would just turn it off. And she said just randomly certain things like this would happen. She would smell things. She said all of a sudden, like one day, I could smell like cigarette. She said, I was in the kitchen, I was doing dishes, and I could smell cigarette. Well, she doesn't smoke, her husband doesn't smoke, and they don't live close by to anyone who would be out there smoking or anything. And she said there was no one around. She'd look out her kitchen window and she could just see just her yard. So, once again, she didn't say anything. She figured... If there's someone doing work around here, because cigarette smell is so intense, it could actually carry. So, no big deal. Okay, so not too long ago, they had a tough shed built in their backyard. Now, they're on half an acre, so the tough shed is about a quarter away. So, it's not like right up by the house but it's not at the very edge of the property either. So she said, it's like a little house. It looks like a little cottage. It's really cute. And so the kids wanna go in there and use it for a playhouse and things like that. Okay, that's all fine. And then one day, recently, they decided that, oh, they wanna go in there and spend the night, like have a sleep out in that little tough shed. So the door locked. They've got open and closed windows and this and that, no problem. So they all went out there. Yeah, you know, let's, let's do this So it, as a family. So the kids were all excited. They went out there. They took like their music, whatever, for the night. And so they were all getting ready to uh, eat their snacks and go to sleep. And this thing, this tough shed is big enough for like, uh, you can put a couple of cots in there. So sleeping cots and sleeping bags. It's a pretty good size tough shed. So she says, yeah, we're all in there. And we had our, you know, certain items and this and that with us. And it's not too far from the house. If anybody has to go to the bathroom, my husband or myself could just easily, you know, walk there and take the kids to the bathroom and so on. And then 
One of the children realizes that, well, I brought my teddy bear out here or whatever it was, you know, some little stuffed animal, whatever that they use when they go to sleep, but it's not here. So they start rummaging around and she was like, and I saw, I saw the, the bear because that's like her, her daughter's wubby. She goes to sleep with that bear. And then certain other items started missing. She's like, it was as if these things were dematerializing right in front of us, but we just couldn't see it. She said it was the strangest thing. And she had taken something out there also and some snort, sort of snacks and some drinks. And these things were now not in the shed. Like what in the heck is happening here? She said it was like we were all going crazy. And then her husband was like, well, this is so much BS. That's because we brought too much junk out here and we left the stuff in the house. So he opens that door to go back in the house to go and get these items. And the items that were missing from the shed are out on the grass strewn around like somebody stood at that door of the shed and just got these items and threw them out. So we stood there like, wait a minute. And then she said she got up and she looked and she was like, I had the strangest feeling when I looked out that door and saw these items. There is no possible way that that could have happened, but yet it did. She said, it's, it's a good size tough shed, but it's not so huge that these things were able to just go flying out of this, this place without them seeing. So how did these things just go missing, like from right in front of them? Now there's four people in this little, little room and these things start disappearing without them noticing. They weren't levitated and flown out. They didn't just vanished with the blink of an eye, she said, because it was as if they were never there or they somehow were dematerializing in front of them without them even seeing it. She was like, like we all went blind or something. So they, <laughs> they didn't even want to go outside and pick those things up. And her daughter was running out there to go and grab her bear and her husband grabbed her and said, no, 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 we're now the bear's dirty. So mom's going to have to wash your bear and all this stuff. And she was like, okay. She was like, I did not want to pick that bear up. I did not want to pick any of those items up. I just wanted to get like some kind of picker and get those things and put them in a bag and throw them in the trash. So they left that shed, 
closed it, locked it, went into the house, and the kids went ahead. They went to, to bed. Well, we'll do this some other time and this and that. And her and her husband, she said, we sat at the kitchen table and we were like, what just happened here? Did you see any of this float out? Did you see anything just vanish before your eyes? And he said, no. He's like, I didn't see anything. It's just like things started minusing. Like if I lost my mind. And she said, same here. So when this happened, okay, then she started telling him about some of the other things that had happened previously. The fans, the lights, the smells. And he said, well, why didn't you ever say anything? And then he started saying something about there were um, dog paws. Like if a dog walked in the mud and then walked on the concrete, you know, you got those little paw prints. He said that in the morning, sometimes there were dog paw prints on their concrete and they don't have a dog. And there was like no way for a dog to just get on their property because it's all fenced. And he said it, would, it happened a few times. So she brought up to him the woman, their neighbor, okay? She was like, well, you know, when we first moved in, when we were here, and I'll just say Nancy. Nancy came over and uh, asked me if anything had unusual had happened, and she said no. And then a little while later, Nancy's going to have her house and, and things cleansed, and she asked her if she wanted that, you know, when the people were going to be there. And she was like, oh, no, we're fine. I don't think anything's going to happen here. And then he said, well, you know what? Maybe you need to um, go and talk to Nancy, see if she knows who those people were or she can um, give you some kind of uh, resource, somebody to go to. So, I mean, uh, when I think about things disappearing and I... I have had things also seeming to vanish in front of my eyes. You guys know the story about the CD from so many years ago. And um, I want to say, now, it's been so many years ago that that CD vanished, okay? This uh, happened before you could stream music. It happened way before that, before they came with like a iPods and all that stuff. I mean, you really had no choice. You were either gonna listen to CDs or you were gonna listen to the radio, okay, when this happened. So um, I believe it was in the, probably in the late 90s when I was listening to this CD that one of my sisters had let me borrow and it was a jazz CD and then I, it just vanished, okay? Well, it's been so many years ago, and I recall trying to find it so that I could replace it because it didn't belong to me. It belonged to my, one of my sisters, and I, I could never find the exact CD. I got a different one, and she was like, it's okay because she knows that these things happen because 
these things happened to her also. And she said, you know, it's probably going to turn up one of these days in a place where you never put it and you don't know how it got there because that's how these things work, all right? And so I was just like, okay, well, I want to say that um, when I, I still have this huge music collection, okay? I have vinyl, I have CD, I got all kinds of stuff. I got 33s, I've got 78s, I do not have 45s. But anyhow, I want to say that uh, I was going through certain things. I was putting them away in a different location to get them out of my way and to um, just store them. And I want to say that I found, because I always kept the case. I always kept that CD case for whatever reason. And I want to say I picked it up and I opened it and that CD was back in there. But I was busy and I just figured, okay, well, that's how these things work. And I went ahead and I stacked it and put it away. So if this, if this is true, I got to go in through them and look at them again because I'm going to put them in by category. And this was like an old time jazz CD. So um, when I do that, if it is in fact back in the case, that will be a first. Usually they do end up in other places and you're like, what in the world is this doing in here? And for it to even reappear now, because we don't even live in the same place anymore. So if that CD did end up reappearing in our garage or in our backyard, it's in a totally different location now. So that would really be something. But once again, I'm going to go through all of those when I categorize them and uh, take a look and see if it really truly is in that case. And if it is the original case not the one that I tried to replace. Yeah, so um, when we're dealing with these kind of things, I sometimes wonder, okay, I know that there are more, there's more than one reason for this. It is to get attention. It is to instill fear and uh, also to make one feel vulnerable because now these things are happening with something that you cannot see. The thing about this is that everyone witnessed this happening, even the children. The children, though, are fairly young, so it's not like they're trying to think about, oh, well, how did all these items get out there? To the children, oh, they just dropped them on the way to the tough shed. But that's not how it happened. Because they even went through that. Did we drop this stuff outside on the way here? It's like, no, because that stuff was in the shed. That's like, this, this stuff was in the room. She had some bottled water. He's like, you had your bottle of water. You were drinking it. It ends up outside. No, we did not drop it. Um, once again, guys, I personally believe that as we continue forward, 
more and more of these things are going to happen to more people who have never had experiences before, who have never seen anything before. We're coming now to that point. We have more people now talking about how there's activity happening in their houses. There are certain things going on that they have not experienced in these locations. So there is actually one that happened recently with uh, Victoria Kennedy when she went in. And the thing about her is that she does not do like um, ghost hunting. Okay, I'm going to use that term. She does not ghost hunt. So I don't know what it was that uh, compelled her to take this on. This uh, investigation, whatever you want to call it, that she did recently. I'm, she's so busy. I'm trying to get her to come on and to uh, talk about this and share this experience and what it was that made her do this. Because for so many years, she has been like, no, I don't, I don't do that. I have um, reasons that I don't go and do these things and blah, blah, blah. And so that was my first thought, like, okay, what compelled you now? What made you do this? There were some things, uh, I have to tell you, that we're, we'll get to that when I can get her on. But uh, she was showing me some of the video about this, this case that uh, she was looking into. And uh, I did see a couple of things that I shared with her. I said, you know, because in one of the bedrooms, I guess there was a lot of activity. And in this particular bedroom, there were so many different faces in there. What I mean by that is um, this was a um, child bedroom and every thing that was in there, everything had a face. There were dowels in there. There were these uh, stuffed toys in there and they were not animal toys like bears and things like this. These were toys that looked like, um, some of them kind of looked like minions. Some of them looked like Teletubby, you know, they weren't animals. And that's one of the first things that I noticed. My gosh, I've never seen so many faces just on the bed alone, okay? So to me, I mean, that caught my eye right away. The second thing that I saw is that the closet doors were mirrors. So those are two things that caught my eye. I know that this house is in an older neighborhood, an older established neighborhood. And so there is a lot going on in this place. Not only did... Um, it's difficult for me to explain, but I'm going to say it felt so cramped in there. Now, I'm not saying that the house was real small because it wasn't. It wasn't cramped and crowded as far as square footage, but it was cramped and crowded with other things. It's like, uh, 
I, it's, it's difficult. When we have this discussion and I tell her this, she'll be able to uh, verbalize it and put it into words, the feeling that I had. So I guess what I was seeing were uh, things that were in that house. I was not looking at it with my physical eyes, but with my mind's eye. So it was like that place was just crowded and a little dark. So when she was there, it looked like she got there when the sun was still up and it got a little darker during this whole thing. That's what it looked like to me. It could have just been for the lighting, but we'll get to all of that and all of the facts once I am able to get her on here, okay? But um, yeah, the, that first thing, it's like, man, so many faces just on the dang bed. Not to mention, there were like these shelves. And so you think about a child's room, you think about, oh, maybe a unicorns and little bears and no, 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 these were not animal faces. These were like more faces put on like cell phone faces, you know, with faces and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, and then the mirror doors, and a lot of times now mirrors have been used for certain things. We know this, and so that's, and then with the age of the house, that house I'm willing to bet was built like at least, at least in the late 60s. So we'll get to all of those details, hopefully, soon. Hopefully I'll be able to um, get her on soon. And the other thing that I want to share is that coming up in November, we're coming up on another anniversary of the murder of President John Kennedy. So I know someone who has been reading and looking into this just in depth just researching this thing. I mean, even now, he is in that rabbit hole, just looking at this whole thing from every single angle that's possible. So just recently, I was uh, speaking to someone who was already, well, he's a Vietnam veteran, so he was already, I believe, a senior in high school or something like that when John Kennedy was murdered. So he knows a lot of different things than we know. And he came out and said something to me last week that I was stunned. I was like, I was so stunned. I had to stand up. I was like, what? And then he was matter of fact, and he told me these things. And I was like, okay, I got I to gotta look into this. I got to write this down. So when I was looking into it, and I forwarded it, I forwarded the link to this person I know. And a couple of the things he told me, yeah, you know what? I thought about this. I thought about this as a possibility, but the other one, the one that's like the nuclear bomb, he did not know. And I didn't know either. It's like, wait, a cotton picking minute here. Things are just took a, a wild turn, okay? 
but um, I'm tr- I'm going to try to get him on in November to share some of these things and some of the things that he has looked at and in trying to piece this puzzle together, okay? I do not for one second believe that we will ever know. I do not believe for one second that all of these documents that uh, we hear about that are going to be released into what really happened and who really murdered President Kennedy and all this stuff, that those are going to be true. If they ever do decide to release anything, no. I believe, I mean, this is my opinion, this is my own personal belief, but I believe that it'll all be just more lies. Because one of the reasons is if we ever really knew, if they ever really told us the truth, we would be wondering about more things that have happened. Where would that put our trust? We'd be like, okay, well then what about this and what about that? If they went through such a big cover-up for the murder of the president. What else have they covered up? See, it would bring too many things out. It would bring too many questions. So, no, they will never tell us the truth. Never. Anyways, that's all I've got for today, guys. I want to thank all of you for joining me on this, uh, I hope, interesting walk. I try to bring some of the most um, interesting things, pull them out of my knapsack as we walk and talk, you know, and share them with you. And to bring some awareness, hopefully answer some questions. And if there's anything that you want to hear about, maybe something that's obscure, maybe some, maybe something that isn't. If it's maybe something about the Queen Mary, I mean, we know how I feel about that because it's been done to death, just like most of the asylums and all this other stuff. But it doesn't matter. Maybe you've still got some questions about these things. You can always contact me and I'm more than happy to go over these things, even though we pretty much all have come to our conclusions about these things that are so popular. You know, Whaley House, Drum Barracks, I mean, all of these different things, Alcatraz. But you never know. There are still lingering questions out there, okay? So you can contact me at maybe underscore Maria at outlook.com. And I look forward to hearing from you guys. And um, until we walk and talk again, I'm wishing all of you a great day. All right. So keep asking questions. Keep looking around. Keep walking. Ciao.